How we doing? This is the Jones the Bad podcast. Today I am speaking with Nick Selman, uh, Glamorgan's opening batsman. We drilled down on what it took for him to get that uh, elusive county contract. Uh, is that bringing in Australia? The parental influences, the coaches, and basically any forks in the road that could have uh, could have prevented him going down the road of a professional cricketer. It's a great chat. So whatever you're doing, walking a dog, commuting to work, sitting in the garden, I don't know. I, how do you listen to podcasts? Whatever it is, I'm sure you'll enjoy our little chat. Here's Nick Selman. Hi, Nick. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thank you, Rich. How are you? I'm not bad at all. Trying to get through this uh, through this lockdown slowly. Things might be coming to an end at the minute, but we're talking now, and the date is what are we? May, middle of May, May the twenty fourth. So those people who are listening now know that uh, you know things have been pretty tough and. Particularly for you, what's it been like being a professional cricketer? Uh, yeah, it's obviously uh, been difficult, but uh, finding ways to, to get by, uh, ticking over with the fitness, uh, the running, and and you know just doing it, doing some uh, uh, some exercises at home, uh, and then yeah, just kind of uh, just doing other things outside of it, like um, obviously your Netflix, and um, luckily a bit of horse racing's been on out in Oz and. Oh yeah, over in Hong, in Hong Kong, so that's that's been keeping me busy as well. But um, in saying that as well, it's also good to to have a bit of a break. As um, well, to be fair, I think I've been playing non-stop for the last four or five years, whilst going back and forth from from Australia. So it's been good to kind of get away from it. But um, in saying that, uh, like everyone, I'm itching to get back. Absolutely. So, so you know, you, it's the fitness ticking over, but, you know, you haven't really managed to do much skill work, I suppose. No, no skill work at all. Um, yeah, I, I haven't picked up a cricket bat for about two months, which is, well, it's unheard of, especially for myself, um, as considered a bit of a bit of a cricket nutty um, within the change room. But, um, yeah, it's, it's tough, but... Um, yeah, I, I I suppose there's there's a lot doing, of doing what you can, isn't it? Yeah, take over as well, and <laughs> um, yeah, I mean just doing what I can with the with the fitness, like I said before. Super. Right. So uh, in this series of podcasts, what we're actually looking at is, you know, you know what, what makes a professional cricketer and the journey that they actually have actually taken to become a professional. Uh, so obviously you've got a, like a, a different story to, to the people who are li- listening in South Wales, possibly. And the fact that you grew up in Australia. What's your earliest cricketing memories, mate? Um, what I can go off, I mean... It was just in the backyard, I guess, kind of like anyone else. Um, I remember, well, to be fair, the first one is probably getting me, me first cricket bat off um, off my grandparents. And um, it was quite funny. I remember getting the cricket bat and I was over the moon. And I, my cousin, he, um, he, he, got, he got a cricket ball, so he wasn't too happy. But I remember that <laughs> and um, just kind of kind of grew from there. And, um, yeah, just just loving it in the backyard. And then, you know, as, as a kind of... Just enjoyed it, and then yeah, slowly got a got a strong passion for it, and yeah, just kind of went from there. 
I, I think, you know, looking back, you know, you see a lot of Australians now and there's, they talk a lot about backyard cricket. And I honestly think that, you know, this uh, lockdown that we've had has been quite an opportunity for people to get out in their back gardens uh, and play a lot of backyard cricket. And, and I think that, you know, there is possibility that, you know, kids are picking up skills in the backyard cricket that they're going to use later on. It's, you know, it's not network, it's not network, it's, you know, it's manoeuvring the ball, it's, it's staying in for as long as you can because you don't want to give your wicket away, I suppose. No, absolutely. I think it's it's great. I mean, like backyard cricket, it's it's where all kids kind of get that natural skill, I guess. And um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> when I look back on my childhood, I mean, yeah, you look you you look back and you go, oh, geez, I I remember just kind of just batting and batting and just making sure Dad didn't get me out. And you know, you kind of you ingrain that ingrain that kind of well for me personally that mentality of, of not going getting out, and, um, which has shown. Wow, in regards to how many balls I like to face, I try and face a lot of balls and, and not get out. But yeah, that all comes down to when I was younger, I guess, and, and backyard cricket. And yeah, yeah. You, you see on social media all the all the youngsters out there, you know, doing all these all these uh, funky drills and and you know these games, and it's great to see. And yeah, it, it, it can only mean mean they they get better as, as players as well. So it's good. Absolutely. So you know, you mentioned that you you were given uh, a cricket bat. Was it by your uncle or by your father, did you say? But, uh, you know, is it, uh, how big were your, was the parental influence in your household? Um, yeah, I mean, my mum loved cricket and um, I, I suppose got it off, off her. Um, but yeah, my dad, he, I, I don't think he even knew what, it, knew what the sport was, to be fair. He, he was, That's he interesting, was, uh, stuck, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was stuck, in, stuck into his Aussie rules, so... Um, I think yeah, I, I I would have thought I got off my mum and um, yeah, I, I don't know if Dad was was overly overly happy because I, I think deep down he kind of wanted me to play Aussie rules, um, but you know he obviously now he, he's happy that that it's all worked out. But um, yeah, they were great. I mean they kind of they supported me all the way through and and you know gave me the opportunities to yeah. to become a professional cricketer and. I like I would have thought like every other cricketer if it wasn't for them um, I wouldn't be here. So uh, playing cricket. Yeah, uh, you know, did did you end them playing in school or were you did you go to a club and so you're talking like eight, nine, ten, eleven years of age. So you know, what, what were you doing then? Um, yeah, I just played at a club, just a local club back in back in the Sunshine Coast in Queensland for for Mulaney and um, yeah, just played all my juniors there, under eights, nines, tens, and then. Yeah, slowly worked into a bit of school cricket, but school cricket isn't isn't overly big back in Australia like it is over here. Uh, so it was more kind of uh, playing club cricket and and developing through there, and and then yeah, slowly working my way up to to regional teams, um, and and then yeah, just um, obviously with the with the genius uh, state setups, getting into that, and then yeah, just kind of kicking on from there. So. When did you first have that England? Yeah, hang on a minute, I'm I'm quite good at this. Uh, and were there any coaches that kind of guided you down down the right avenue? Um, yeah, probably when I was about 15, 16. I I remember playing for my grade club back home, the Sunshine Coast Scorchers, and we were we were lucky enough to to have a couple overseas players play for us, and two of them were. Um, were Fabian Cowdery, who's well, who's retired now, and uh, uh, Callum Haggard, who's an all-rounder. And um, I remember during the school holidays, I would just 
would I'd just train with them and um which which was which came down to to my coach Brad Murphy, um, who's also I think he's done a little bit of wicket keeping stuff for Liverpool Morgan back in the day. Right, yeah. Um, but he gave me the opportunity just to come down and train with them um, when I was on holidays, and yeah, I, just the way they kind of went about their business and and practice, I kind of took a lot out of that, and then I kind of started to. Well, at the time there, I was playing second grade, and they were obviously playing first grade, and. And then I got my opportunity in the first in the first grade side and was was able to score a few runs and kind of go oh well if I can score runs and they're they're obviously scoring runs as well it's kind of you kind of compare that and you go well I could be half a chance uh, knowing I I've got that British passport and then the year after we were lucky enough to have uh, Sam Northeast who plays for Hampshire at the moment to come over and play and he was probably the biggest probably the biggest influential person I would have thought. Uh, on my career, just the amount of time he gave me, really, yeah. uh, the advice. Um, hopefully he's not listening because he'd get stuck into me because we're, we're quite <laughs> close mates. But um, no, he um, the way he trained, he was he's a, a serious player. I, I can't figure out why he hasn't played for England, but he would just train four or five hours a day, um, Monday to Friday. He was he was relentless, and I kind of took that on board, and and um, I suppose. Well, when it comes to training, I just love to hit cricket balls, and I kind of got that from from Sam and some of the knowledge he passed on to me. Um, yeah, it's kind of I would have thought made the, the player I am today. So yeah, so yeah, so you, that, yeah. That big. Go on. And um, yeah, I was just going to just mention this. Yeah, Brad Murphy as well. Um, as well, I mean, he was he was another one. I think. Well, there's obviously a lot of people who, if I didn't know or come in contact with, I wouldn't be here. But he was a ba- massive one. Uh, to actually get me to the club, Glamorgan. So um, just through his contacts, like yeah. I said, as he as he did a bit of coaching with them back in the day. So he was massive as well. Right. So uh, you you mentioned grade cricket there. Talk us through what grade cricket is like and the standards um, that you might have drawn parallels across to what you see over in uh, over here in the UK. Mm, yeah, it's. I think it's a great competition. It's it's for for pros who are looking to go away for the for the winter it's it's the standards probably so it depends who you play but it it can compare to playing you know second team cricket um but yeah on average probably maybe just just a standard below that but ugh, overly competitive um and if you're a pom you, you obviously get stuck into but um yeah i it's for me um yeah, it, it made me the player I am. Um, just playing for, I think I played about four or five seasons before I played professional cricket. And um, yeah, it was, it definitely, it taught you how to bat time as well because we played two day cricket over there. Yeah, I was going to say about the format. Yeah, talk us through the format. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of two day cricket where you play on a Saturday and then you play the, the Saturday after. And yeah, you like I said, you could, you could go out, could, you know, it could snick off first ball and then you might have to wait three weeks, three, four weeks till you get another bat. So it kind of ingrains that kind of mentality of, well, geez, I've got to, I can't throw it away or <laughs> I might not be putting the pads on for, for a while. So, so how, yeah, how many overs would you play? So, so one team would bat one day and then the, the other team would bat the same day or is it four innings? What's the, how many overs is that game? Um, it's 96 a day, but... I mean, if a team wants to bat for two days, 
uh, they can. <laughs> Obviously, wouldn't go down great with the opposition, but no. um, yeah, it's it's 96 in a day, but yeah, team can can bat for as, for as long as they want. But I think it's it's a great concept to to develop four day players, which in these times is well lacking with all these T20 leagues you see around and. What the the skill of four day crickets is dropping, which is not ideal to see, but um, I think that's that's a a positive in the way Australian cricket develops. Yeah. I was going to say, would you players. say that would Australian cricket definitely have an advantage in in the the longer format of the game as a result? Yeah, I think so. I think it all just kind of filters down. I, I mm. think. I mean, if 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 grade cricket's strong, then then usually state cricket's strong, and then well, I mean. If state cricket state cricket strong, then you know you would have thought your national cricket strong as well. But um, yeah, it just develops youngsters a lot quicker. I think. Um, I mean, I I think there's there's not a a great leap in between grade cricket and state cricket. Um, so I mean, if you do well in state cricket, you you're able to get selected for yeah. for Queensland. Whereas compared to over here. You know, you play club cricket and, you know, you've got a guy who averages 50, 60 and, you know, doesn't even get a look in in, in a second team side. So I think that's that's the biggest difference. I would have thought if you're comparing the, the two comps uh, from Oz and UK. So you then, you get your opportunity to come over to the UK. Uh, so what club did you join there? I played for a club called Tunbridge Wells in Kent. Uh, they played, a, I think they play a festival down there, a county festival. And, um yeah, I loved it. I was an eighteen-year-old and um, didn't 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 know what I was getting myself into, but um, absolutely loved it. And um, yeah, once again, I mean, if they they developed developed me as a player and, and also as a person, and I loved playing there. Played two seasons there, and then was lucky enough to to try with Kent for for those two seasons as well. And then um, unfortunately, I, I had a I was trialling whilst a guy called Sean Dixon was, and um, I think he scored about nine, nine or ten centuries in a season whilst I was trialling. And you know, obviously, <laughs> he got signed, and yeah, he's gone on to have a pretty good career with Kent as well. But um, yeah, I, I love I love playing um, club cricket there for Tunbridge Wells. It was a great great atmosphere, and they were a great set of lads. And you know, they, more importantly, they they love the beer after a game, which is what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. So. You didn't quite get selected with Kent. Uh, how did Glamorgan come after you then? Um, yeah, it was disappointing. I, I suppose I always wanted to, to play professional cricket for Kent um, just because, like I said previously, about training with the likes of, you know, Cowdery, Haggart. Yeah, of course, um, Cowdery, synonymous with Kent, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, training with those guys, you kind of, you know, get to know them quite well. Um and then obviously playing second team cricket, you kind of think, oh, and and doing well, you kind of, I guess I kind of put all my eggs in one basket, which wasn't ideal. Um, and then to get told I wasn't getting the deal uh, was was devastating. But um, luckily enough, um, as I said again previously, Brad Murphy um, knew knew Mark Wallace as as Mark played played club cricket out out in Queensland. For, for Brad's side and um, he got me in contact with Mark and it was quite funny. I remember speaking to Mark on the phone and he's got a he's got a lovely thick Welsh accent and I did not understand a word he said to me. <laughs> and um, I just remember at the end of the phone call I said, 
Cheers, mate. But can you just text me? Text me what you say because you give me details. To a <laughs> text me the details. Like, yeah. Oh, I didn't have a, I didn't have a clue. And I, funny enough, my first year, I, it took me a couple good weeks to to understand that those thick Welsh accents because, geez, they're they're hard to understand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so you get signed with Glamorgan and 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 carry on playing there. So let's just go back now. Um, did you have any competing sports when you were? You know, going through the ranks, were there any forks in the road that could have taken you one way or the other? Uh, yeah, I was, a, like I said, my dad obviously loved, um, loved the Aussie rules. And um, I remember always during the winter, I'd play, I'd play my Aussie rules uh, for my local side and then, then cricket in the summer. Uh, I didn't really, I just kind of played Aussie rules just, just for a bit of fun, I guess, a bit of fitness as well during the off season. But I think it was about 12, 13, and I got selected for the for the Brisbane Lions Academy, which is one of the professional teams right. in the in the competition. And I kind of started to think, well, well, maybe I am kind of maybe I am good enough to to get drafted and, and play there. And and then started to have a, a serious think about whether I should actually pursue that. But it was one of those things where the trainings would would start to clash back end of the the Aussie Rules season and. Um, which was tough, and then when I was about sixteen, I I, pl- I was selected for the for the under sixteen Queensland side, which which which, uh, which was a national competition, and uh, performed performed good enough, I would have thought. And um, yeah, the year after, it was there was a decision kind of to be made, I guess, where I got selected in the under eighteen squad, where um, if if you perform well in in that in that competition, you you get the opportunity to get drafted. So. It was definitely on the cards, I guess, but the thing with me is I don't think I enjoyed the, the training of the Aussie rules where it's just <laughs> relentless with the, with the fitness and, I don't know, I think my pure love of, of cricket kind of kicked in and I decided that, to stick with it and, well, I mean, I can look back and, and probably say it was the right decision because I yeah. think if, if I went down the Aussie rules path, I think I'd probably be flipping burgers at Macca's because <laughs> I think... Yeah, I I I think I've talked to me to me family about it and they'd probably say I might have got drafted, but I mean to get a to get drafted and then also to get a game is is tough work. So um yeah, I mean no 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 regrets I guess you could say, but I mean that could have been a little spanner in the works, um, if I went down that path. Yeah. Luckily not. Yeah. Um so you know, from from talking to you, you know, you seem to have like a a huge uh, work ethic regarding practice. Um, what messages would you give to youngsters in the game now who are maybe listening to this now, thinking, you know, I, I'd like to become a professional cricketer? Uh, mate, it, make sure you start to enjoy fielding because if you want to play professionally, you have to field a long time <laughs> throughout your career. But um, I, I mean, just the 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 basic ones i guess i mean obviously enjoy it but um yeah i i I think i see a lot of guys who who kind of give in or give up i guess just kind of go well uh, maybe a little bit maybe a bit tough and just kind of put it on the back burner whereas i've seen so many guys who have gone shit they could have been an unbelievable player um and then just kind of just giving it away and I see it a lot, but I think that's a big one. I think for the youngsters is just to kind of keep in there and and have a red hot crack because 
you just never know. Um, if, you know, if you, yeah. for me, if I I had the option, I, I could have had, had the option of you know going ah, oh, no, probably a bit too tough and, yeah. and giving it up, but I stuck in there. But yeah, and yeah, it's just a game as well. I mean, it's all about enjoying it. Like like I say, like I said before, I mean the best bit is is after play where you have a few beers with the with the opposition and your teammates and and just enjoy it and and make and make friends. So in the in the Polkana yeah. in, yeah. Absolutely, what a, what a place that is. <laughs> I'll tag them yeah. in this for a mention. Oh, lovely. No, lovely pub, lovely pub, uh, lovely back, back area there. So I think the boys have enjoyed a few pints over there over the years. <laughs> right, mate, it's been absolutely superb talking to you. Getting the, the side from the Australian and, and your work ethic. And you know, I wish you all the luck now, should uh, you start to play this season and, and coming seasons as well. Am I right in thinking that you also uh, involved in a back company? Uh, yeah, I am actually. Uh, it's called Dark Horse Cricket. I uh, started up about two years ago, uh, mainly because, well, the main reason why I did it was um, I was kind of getting a bit sick of uh, just dealing with sponsors, I guess. I mean, uh, just asking for bats and, and you know them taking for ages to to uh to send them off to me so i just thought i'll oh, stuff and i might might have a crack like i said at the start i'm a bit of a bit of a cricket nuffy so yeah i decided to take a punt and uh start one off nothing big nothing like a kookaburra or gray mix but it's good fun and i don't know who knows you never know it could be could be the next gm or or, or, or gray nickels who knows absolutely mate. like well. i said I've only heard uh, good reviews, so uh, yeah, good stuff, oh, mate. Excellent, excellent. Right, cheers. cheers. Thanks for speaking to you, mate. And it's uh, uh, a lesson for everyone to, to to have a bit of grit in their cricket and, uh, and get on with it. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. No worries. Thanks, Rich. Cheers, mate. So that was my chat with Nick Selman. What a top bloke. Uh, many thanks to him for getting involved in the podcast just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember if you need your bat refurbed or if you want to donate to charity uh, remember you can pick up the prostate cancer stickers and teenage cancer trust stickers at my website jonesthebat.com also if you want to have a shout out if you want somebody to have a shout out then you can email me at jonesthebat100 at gmail.com stay safe everyone Send in the feathers.